This episode brought to you by Rocket Money, the personal finance app that helps lower your bills. you know after our escort oh what's this it's the new ai generated roller coaster oh you mean like vr roller coasters yeah those are kind of fun but aren't they old news yeah why would the nostalgic trick be into anything old no no ai generated and they're based on business models they are yeah so it's super unpredictable there's the we work coaster which doesn't work there's the twitter coaster which is exploding into quicksand and then there's the theranos coaster where people literally die right, i guess that's kind of a new spin on the idea yeah, what coaster are you riding? I was playing the history of Disney coaster. It was a freaking blast. All right. Yeah, hook us up. Okay, so things are on the rise. You got Snow White, a lot of hit animated shorts. Oh. Whoa, but then there's World War II and all of your films are too expensive. Whoa! It's okay. Disneyland opened and the films are making money again. Oh. But oh no, Disney died and the company is on the verge of bankruptcy. Whoa! But good news! The Disney Renaissance! Hit after hit is coming out now. <sighs> but oh no, Michael Eisner thinks he's got it has so many bad ideas! Whoa! But it's okay. He's gone now. You just bought Marvel. Star Wars, you're turning out hit after hit. Wait, what's that drop in the distance? Oh, <laughs> that's the 2023 plunge. Whoa! Wish the Marvels haunted mansion, Indiana Jones, the creator, quantum mania, bump after bump after bump after bump, leading to a nuclear explosion! Man, now that was an amazing ride. Yeah, you think they're gonna make another one? Uh, jury's still out on that one. Oh, thanks for sharing. Say, uh, you think there's a Facebook ride on there? Only one way to find out. Okay. Oh my god, it's just one big drop! It's no secret Disney has had a pretty rough 2023. Hell, even 2022 wasn't all that great. What was supposed to be their 100 year anniversary turned into an onslaught of whoops, yikes, and ah. But the truth is, Disney has gone through a lot of peaks and valleys, and I think to last 100 years, you'd probably have to. My guess, or maybe even hope, is that the latest run of box office duds is just another one of those valleys that Disney has to creatively dig their way out of. This will hopefully force them to use a little bit more imagination and not just rely on their own tricks. That is to say, Disney certainly reuses a lot of tropes that work, but they often combine them with new, innovative, and even groundbreaking updates that end up standing the test of time. Just like one of their biggest hits during the Disney Renaissance, Aladdin. in 1992 after some huge box office hits. People were hesitant about whether or not Aladdin could keep Disney's winning streak going. 
After all, not every anime film they were releasing was a hit, and remember, this was the first time Disney was attempting to push out an anime feature every year. This was a relatively new idea, then. Thankfully, though, the quality kept strong with beautiful animation, catchy songs, and an even bigger emphasis on humor. Films like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast certainly had funny moments, but you wouldn't describe them as comedies. This was the first comedic-centered adventure in the Disney Renaissance. Much of the cast was from a comedic background, the drawing style was more zany, and the fourth wall was broken more than usual. All these years later, though, does it still live up to its reputation? Well, let's dive on in and check it out. After all, I think Malcolm and Tamara are gonna be on that drop for a while. <laughs> I am still falling! Let's take a look at Aladdin. The film opens with the classic song, Arabian Nights. I think most people know they switched out the opening lyric as soon as it came to video. Where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. Where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. Look, you're gonna have to put this up before the movie anyway. Why not just keep the original badass lyric? Robin Williams plays the dual role of the market salesman and the genie. As it was revealed years later, he was gonna be the genie in disguise. Ah, salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. I really wish they kept this twist because it would match the blue color scheme and, well, who is this guy? How does he know what went down? I just assumed this was Gazim's brother, like he was saying, and that's how I never got my $20 back. But you waited through an hour of preview, so I might as well tell you how the rest of the story went down. It begins on a dark night. The royal advisor named Jafar, played by Jonathan Freeman, awaits a device that will lead him to the Cave of Wonders. You are late. A thousand apologies. You have it then. Okay, seriously, is ASM Jafar a thing? Because we need some bowls to collect some melted ears. I had to slit a few throats, but I got it. Hey, that kind of talk is fine for 90s G, but that's way past thematic elements from modern PG. The device leads them to the Cave of Wonders, and at this point we were pretty impressed with the CG ballroom in Beauty and the Beast. But this looks like that scene got possessed by Pazuzu. This was pretty badass when we first saw it. Only one the diamond in the rough. He also must be nippleless, repeat nippleless. Kazim obviously doesn't match that description, upsetting both Jafar and his parrot Iago, played by Gilbert Gottfried, who bizarrely had a long career voicing birds, and yeah, I think it's safe to say this is his best one. Look at this! Look at this! I'm so ticked off that I'm molting! You can admit, that was your first time being introduced to the word molting, wasn't it? Jafar vows to find this diamond in the rough, which brings us to Aladdin, played by Scott Weiner, stealing his literal daily bread outrunning the guards. I'll have your hands for a trophy, street rat! All this for a loaf of bread? Hey, careful, the prisons they send you to for that have a sick sense of torture. Follow to the letter your itinerary. This badge of shame will show it till you die. <sighs> gotta eat to live, gotta steal to eat. Otherwise, we'd get along. So I know it's gonna sound weird, but I'm a little torn on this character. Everything about him, particularly his voice, stands out as a 90s Californian sports star. And it does feel like Disney pandering to what was popular at the time. And now, esteemed Effendi, we feast, all right. But he is really charming. The world shows right off the bat, it's not meant to be taken too seriously. And it is fun watching how this guy outwits the guards in both a smooth and clever way. But bluntly, I want to hate this perfect smiling jock with all the right moves. But they do a little too good a job making him a perfect smiling jock with all the right moves. You won't get 
away so easy! You think that was easy? I'm easy. I mean, uh, you said that. One jump ahead of the hitman, one hit ahead of the flock. It probably goes without saying, but the songs are pretty great. All memorable toe tappers that help create a world that, again, is more a Saturday morning cartoon take on Arabian Nights, but when are they indicating it's not that? Okay, so I'm not gonna make this meme joke that's been circling the internet for a while. I'll just say, if Jasmine's wearing something similar to what they're wearing, then they're princesses. That's what I'm sticking with. I mean, come on, would the reverse make sense that Jasmine was, uh, uh... Another suitor for the princess. I hate being forced into this. Good luck marrying her off! I'm only making this worse. I'll just say, look at our penis building and move on. Aladdin gives his bread to some children on the street. Which, yeah, how's a guy that built surviving on scraps? Then again, what number of boo is that? And also ends up saving them from an angry prince. You were born a street rat, you'll die a street rat, and only your fleas will mourn you. We're on a non-talking basis! We're then introduced to Princess Jasmine, played by Linda Larkin, who hates that she has to marry a prince before her next birthday. The law is wrong. You've only got three more days. That's the same number of days that Christmas will be ruined. I've never done a thing on my own. Maybe I don't want to be a princess anymore. Jasmine is also very much an archetype at the time with her hating being a princess and wanting her independence, but again, she does have a lot of charm. She could come across as too complainy, but when she runs away to the marketplace and has to get out of a bind with Aladdin, she does show she has a fun sense of humor. She thinks the monkey is the sultan. Oh, wise sultan, how may I serve you? <laughs> the monkey also thinks he's Donald Duck. Aladdin and her also surprisingly have really good chemistry. You do kind of stand out. Ooh. I mean, uh. It's a fast romance like a lot of Disney films, but they do make every moment count. Sharing very similar, but in many respects, opposite scenarios. You're not free to make your own choices. Sometimes you feel so... You're just... Trapped. trapped. Oh my god, we must be the only young people who think this way. Tell me, do you think parents are dorks? You don't seem to know how dangerous Agrabah can be. I'm a fast learner. Yeah, you run away forever and you don't bring any money with you. You pick up how things work very fast. In all seriousness though, these scenes do work. Consider the film's main attraction, Robin Williams as the genie, doesn't enter the flick until about 40 minutes in. These two are doing a pretty good job keeping you invested until then. They don't have to sleeping beauty you where most of the screen time is on the side characters, they can hold their own. Here you are! Things get complicated when the guards find them, resulting in the line Scout Weiner says he can never escape from. Do you trust me? What? Do you trust me? They'll hold up their phone and say, will you just give me a do you trust me? So I'm like, do you trust me? Now can I go to dinner? I can't even imagine that type of life. <laughs> and Aladdin is captured. My orders come from Jafar. You'll have to take it up with him. Believe me, I will. Ooh. Somebody needs to fart. Jafar? Jasmine demands Jafar let him go, but he says his sentence has already been carried out. Death. <gasps> By beheading. No. <gasps> Somebody had way too much fun animating that moment. Boingy, 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 boingy. Aladdin is very much alive, though, as Jafar disguises himself as an inmate who tells him about the Cave of Wonders. You've heard of the golden rule, haven't you? Whoever has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> I trust this guy. Aladdin agrees to go with him, hoping the riches will make him powerful enough to marry Jasmine, and he enters the Cave of Wonders being told to touch nothing but the lamp. 
Which is a little weird, isn't the idea of the lamp that's supposed to be unassuming, but you see it there in the middle of the room with that light, and I'm gonna assume that's gonna do something. A magic carpet? Come on, come on out. We're not gonna hurt you. Have I mentioned yet the colors are freaking phenomenal? This is why something like Wish is even more disappointing. The color palette isn't awful, but it all kind of blends together. This just leaps out and punches you with vibrance. For a setting a lot of people just associate with brown sand, these are some of the most illuminating colors you'll find in any animated film. The CG on the carpet surprisingly holds up pretty well too, both blending into the style of the film, but also having a fair amount of personality. No, 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 no! Abu touches one of the treasures though, resulting in the cave collapsing. You know you wanted the ruby so bad, not with it. Time to create everybody's least favorite level in both video game tie-ins. Speaking of which, the effects do start to look a little Disney Quest. But we didn't even know we could get dinosaurs yet, so you give them a little wiggle room. Your eternal reward. Jafar betrays Aladdin, but Abu steals the lamp back. Which I am glad because this was all pretty much his fault. I think it's good he redeems himself. And we're introduced to the character who clearly needs no introduction. Genie of the Lamp! Right here, direct from the lamp, right here for your very much wish fulfillment. Would you believe none of this was improvised? You know, I was walking around the house just being Doug Walker when I realized I'm subscribed to popsicle as popsicles. It's just a bunch of sticks! What the butt? You ever have that you're subscribed to something you don't need? Thanks for subscribing. Well, Rocket Money can help you out with that. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. So you don't have to be like me and feel like you have to look at this all day. God, they make me want to puke! Actually, they're growing on me. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. That's 20% more than these nudist popsicle sticks. Hide your sin! All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancel subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use, you horse. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com nostalgia. That's rocketmoney.com slash nostalgia. Now one more. That's rocketmoney.com slash nostalgia. Okay, we're done. Just about everyone watching knows the iconic genie in this movie is voiced by Robin Williams. And what can I say that everyone else hasn't already said? He's funny, he's energetic, he's charming. It's so cool they animated so much of his off-the-cuff improv. In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere. There really isn't that much I can say about him that isn't self-explanatory and has been talked about to death. So why don't I talk about the animation on him? Because that really is half this performance, and honestly, I don't think it gets enough attention. Williams deserves all the praise he got for this, but the animation really shouldn't be overlooked. The line work was based around one of my favorite artists, Al Hirschfeld, which they would also use for inspiration in Fantasia 2000. This allows for a lot of curves that naturally lead you into every transformation. It's almost like that little tail that makes into most genie drawings before this film is the natural design of this entire character. He moves like a smooth combination of water and smoke, like every impression melts into the next. The lighting also really helps him stand out like a firecracker in fog. 
something very naturally loud, but also very joyful and mysterious. You both know exactly what you're gonna get, but are constantly surprised as well, matching the genius of William's performance. If you want proof how much time and effort went into this, look at the direct-to-video sequels. They're not nearly as good or move nearly as elegantly, even when Williams returns to do the voice. Now, that's not their fault, that's just the budget and time they had, but it gives you an idea how much effort went into making this look as alive as it does. Sorry to gush about it so much, but like I mentioned in the Great Mouse Detective review, this is one of only three animated characters I can think of where the animation is so good, it's like a visual translation of the actor's voice. All these years later, it's still breathtaking. Aladdin tricks the genie into getting them out of the cave without using a wish, which the genie admires, but says he gets no more freebies. What would you wish for? Me? A better lawyer to look over my contracts. Genie says he would wish to be free, but knows it'll never happen because someone has to wish him out. Aladdin agrees to do so after he uses his other two wishes, and he decides to use his first wish to transform into a prince. I wish for you to make me a prince. All right! Yo, yo, woo, woo, woo. I think we have one more generation before people start asking, what was the 90s referring to with that? He turns Aladdin into a prince, a boo into an elephant, this pile of toys into an Easter egg. But Jafar tries to get the Sultan to marry him and Jasmine so he can still take the throne. You will order the princess to marry me. I like this moment because it is funny what snaps him out of it for a second. But you're so old. The princess will marry me. But it does also show the magic's not perfect. Why doesn't he just hypnotize the Sultan to hand over the crown? Well, because like Disney in 2024, we have no idea how long the magic's gonna last. So it does make sense he would use the hypnotism as a helper, not the entire plan. What? What is that? But the genie interrupts them, announcing the arrival of Aladdin as Prince Ali. Don't they look lovely, June? Fabulous, Harry. I love the feathers. I say we have. Nope, no generations left. I have no idea who those people are. Ali seems to charm the Sultan and trick everyone else with his Clark Kent hat, I guess. One thing I pride myself on, but I'm an excellent judge of character. Oh, excellent judge? Yeah, sure. Not! Why did everybody in the 90s think we said not? Did you say not? Did you? I didn't say not! Jasmine wants nothing to do with him, but... Ooh, you got a car? Pet? Do you trust me? What? Do you trust me? She eventually puts together who it is. It really is a distractingly snazzy hat. And he takes her on a magic carpet ride, showing her a whole new world. Say we're only dreaming. A whole new world. With whole new voices. Seriously, she's fonting and he's from Starship Troopers Weird. It is nice they get their chemistry back and they don't spend too much of the film bickering. Because despite it being a liar revealed story, it skips a lot of the annoying tropes usually associated with it. In fact, I like watching her put together more and more that's him, like when he does the apple trick like he did before. But rather than get angry or mopey and dopey in the third act, they just let them be a likable couple. Hell, she actually understands when he confesses. I'm sorry I lied to you about being a prince. I know why you did. So it is nice most of this film, we can see them just be the likable characters that they are. It's all so magical. Yeah. You can see me also singing for Mulan down there. The romance is interrupted, though, when Jafar has his men throw Aladdin into the river, meaning Genie has to grant a wish to save him. I can't help you unless you make a wish. You have to say, Genie, I want you to save my life. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Saul Genie on the case. While that's going on, Jafar again hypnotizes the Sultan to marry off Jasmine to him. <gasps> You're speechless, I see. A fine quality in a wife. What an asshole. 
Aladdin confronts him, though, revealing his evil scheme. But Jafar puts together who he really is, and Aladdin puts together he can't free the genie. Aladdin! You've just won the heart of the princess. What are you gonna do next? I'm gonna name a controversial app after you. Aladdin says he can't free him because everyone thinks he's a prince and he needs that security blanket. Now yes, there's a lot of ways around this and a lot of other wishes he can make to make this work, but remember, this is only in the span of a day. I can see him not figuring that all out yet. Boy, Jafar's gonna be happy to see you! Not that it matters, as Iago gets the lamp and gives it to Jafar, causing him to take over as Sultan. Genie! No! Sorry, kid. I got a new master now. But a pretty sweet look, right? I'm bad, Genie. I love how quickly the Sultan starts to bow as Jasmine fights back. You will bow to me. We will never bow to you. What happened to the queen? She's clearly the one who knew how to run this place. Get your hands off her. Prince Ali. Yes, it is he, but not as you know him. I think it's a testament to the great casting that so many people associate this as one of the great villain songs when it's not even a minute long and it's literally just the Prince Ali song with different lyrics. That's the power of Jonathan Freeman, though, just owning every moment he's in. Like, honestly, all the actors owning every line they have in this film. Say hello to your precious Prince Kali! Aladdin is sent to the ends of the earth. Go wee! Yeah, not the best lyric. As he uses carpet, who snuck away with him to fly back. Jafar imprisons the Sultan and Jasmine, forcing them to wear... Yeah, Hollywood had a phase. Hollywood had a phase. On the arm of the most powerful man in the world. What do you say, my dear? We both share the same eyeliner. Aladdin tries to sneak in as Jasmine tries to distract Jafar. I never realized how incredibly handsome you are. She's 15. It's all just lines. They always get an adult to play her. I don't think anyone cares. Nobody's gonna change their porn now. Jafar notices Aladdin breaking in though and attacks him with puns. Don't toy with me! Things are unraveling fast now, boy! I'm just getting warmed up! Jafar, you piece of shit! A piece of shit am I! Oh. In one of the coolest bits of animation in the movie. Perhaps you'd like to see how snake-like I can be! I have nothing more to say about that, it just looks awesome. He transforms into a giant snake to give us an epic battle. Clearly transforming into a giant parrot would have been more epic. And where are the essential talks of Chirobot? Chirobot. 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 Aladdin tricks Jafar into turning himself into a genie, causing himself and Iago to be imprisoned in the lamp. Get your beak out of my face! Oh, shut up, you moron! When I come back, I better be the only character to get an arc in the sequel! Aladdin says he has to stop pretending to be something he's not, so he uses his final wish to free the genie. Again, you could just hand the lamp to Jasmine or the Sultan or whoever to make some wishes, but Dole Williams' acting is just so sweet. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> no matter what anybody says, you'll always be a prince to me. I know I kind of downplayed Williams' performance because everybody simply talked about it too much, but he does do a good job in the serious moments, too. Honestly, if the earlier moments about him talking about his freedom weren't believable, I'm convinced this character would be too overbearing. These softer moments, while few, do go a long way to balance things out. The genie's shackles are removed so he can put them back on in the spin-offs, but the Sultan has an idea. It's that law that's the problem. Father? 
Well, am I sultan or am I sultan? So I don't have to get married? Oh, don't be stupid. Of course you do. Today. I'm just changing the detail. It doesn't have to be a prince. Still seems awful. Well, you're awful. <laughs> Made you look. I look forward to the next two opportunities. We don't reveal why this guy only has four fingers. And that was Aladdin. Over 30 years later, it's still pretty top-notch. I can't say it's one of the groundbreakers like Fantasia or Snow White, but it continued the tradition of excellence we were starting to expect once more from Disney. It was just different enough to surprise us, but similar enough to the past Disney films to make us feel right at home. The energy is high, the animation stunning, the characters charming, and the comedic acting so good I really can't do it justice. It's just good creative entertainment that's still being celebrated all these years later. It's funny, it's adventurous, it's amazing to look at. It's a wonderful Arabian night. And maybe Disney will look back and remember what made films like this so special, with hopefully other studios following in step. <laughs> so, any other good new company rides? Well, there's this new one we haven't tried yet. It's the Warner Brothers ride. Ooh, let's try that. What do you see? Nothing really. Yeah, it's kind of like we're melting into the Warner Brothers logo. Whoops. This month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing the Center for Victims of Torture. I've done this charity a couple times and there's a reason. I literally cannot think of anything worse. We've used the word torture as a way to emphasize things we don't like to go through, but these are people that have literally gone through the worst things you can imagine. This center heals victims of torture through personal care worldwide, strengthens partners who heal torture survivors, and advocate for the protection and care of torture survivors. Heavy stuff I know, but you can help out. If you want a cameo of me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. If you're like, nah, you suck, consider checking out this charity anyway. They're wonderful people doing wonderful work, and you can play a big part in helping with the healing.